Hello and good evening and welcome to the Dr. Zeus film podcast. Sometimes we talk about films, sometimes we talk about music. Well, tonight, the band that I'm going to talk about has film connections. I'm just going to mention the band members and you're already going to know. Well, Danny Carey, Danny Carey has played with many, many musicians and then in 1991 helped form a band along with Paul Damore, who was later replaced by Justin Chancellor. And then there's Adam Jones. You know, Adam Jones worked on the Terminator and Predator movies. And then there's Maynard James Keenan. Oh, yes, I'm talking about Tool. And if you've ever seen their videos, they have a certain touch to them because Adam worked in film. A lot of people don't know that. And so I'm talking about Tool because the visuals, the music. Someone said to me that they play for themselves. Well, they also play for us. So I disagree in that aspect. They do play for the audience because they know they 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 feed off of it. And Maynard doesn't hide anymore. He doesn't hide anymore. He's right there. You can see him, Mohawk and all. So this week, in fact, Monday, the 2022 tour began. It was supposed to begin in 2020. I know because I was on that tour. I got to watch them in Fresno, California. Drove all the way with my friend on a school day. Took the next day off to recuperate because we didn't get home till two. Um, it was awesome. The security wouldn't let you film, which was interesting. But others got to film, and so I thought, I you know, you know, when you're on social media, if you look for it, or as they say in Field of Dreams, if you build it, they will come. If they film it and it's got a hashtag, you will get it. <laughs> and they let us film one song, which was Stinkfest. Um, the tour is going to go on until I believe May, because what happened was in 2020, I had seen them once in Fresno and I knew they were going to do another tour that year so I bought tickets for that tour well they canceled that tour so what am I going to do with $600 so I had like uh, Ticketmaster credit I believe yeah it was an interesting time it was an interesting time or no I didn't have Ticketmaster it was something else I ended up using that money and going to Aftershock so yeah but Tool Maynard was like, let's try it. Let's, let's do this again, shall we? Let's start. Let's pick up where we finished off. Because they were supposed to play Sacramento in June of 2020. Well, that didn't happen. So here we are, two years later. And I will be seeing them two years later to the day. January 15th, 2022. I last saw them on January 15th. 2020, <laughs> as Barbara Walters would say, this is 2020. <laughs> so, and January 15th is also an interesting particular day because when we saw Tool, my friend and I, I believe, was it, yeah, that was Adam's birthday, January 15th, 1965. Went to school with um, Tom Morello. Yeah. 
In fact, he said, you know, he was stunned Tom Morello became a guitar player. Yeah. So, this tour, I mean, this is awesome. You know, a tool, it's all about the visuals. It's all about the visuals. It's about the experience. And that's why they're so important. So, I, I love seeing them. This will be my fourth time. There is no uh, jaded. You, you don't get jaded when you see Tool. You want to keep seeing them and seeing them and seeing them. So the tour started off on the 10th. It's going to go from California, Idaho, Washington State. Let's see. How long is this? Oh, Lordy. This, this is going to be a long tour. <coughs> yeah. I think a lot of people forget that you don't really make a lot of money off of CDs. You make a lot of money off of touring. Okay. The music business. This tour is going to go all the way till June. Whoa, they're going to be in Europe. Nice. I, I am such a fan of Tool. This is their 30th anniversary. They've they've been playing together for 30 years. They put out their first, um, was, I think it was a bootleg cassette. Not a bootleg, but, you know, their demo. They put out their demo 30 years ago. So this is, this is a very profound time. <sighs> um, you know, they started off with Maynard James Keenan on vocals, Adam Jones on guitars, Danny Carey on drums and Paul Demore as on bass. And then in 1995, Paul just didn't want to be a part of the band anymore, and so uh, they brought in Justin Chancellor from the British band Peach. They have recorded. I mean, I I've talked about Tool before. I have. I can't play any of the music. It's like no. I mean. If their their discography is very interesting. You've got the uh, demo, which came out in 1991, or the EP. You got Opiate, which is their first studio EP, followed by Undertow, Anima, Lateralis, 10,000 Days, and Fear Inoculum. So this is this is a very good time for Tool. You know what I mean? I am just so elated by their presence. Awards aside, they've they've won some awards or doorstops. You know, they uh, won a Billboard Award for Best Rock Album <laughs> for Fear Inoculum. They won their first Grammy. For Anima, Best Metal Performance. Yep. They won for Schism. Best Metal Performance. Uh, 10,000 Days, Best Recording Package. And last year, not last year, well, 2020 for Tempest for Best Metal Performance. Yeah. 
They're a legendary band. Don't fuck with Tool. <sighs> and since I can't play the music for you, I figure, hey, let's just play an interview with the guys. They have a lot to say. They're they're not your typical band. <laughs> and um Oh, here we go. I'm a fan. I like it. I like progressive heavy metal. What can I say? Uh, you know, I like to disappear into their records, disappear into their own hole. And uh, uh, they don't do many interviews, but then I have to say, they've been quite hard types. Were you, were you nervous? Yeah, it's intimidating when you have to sit next to Maynard and Adam. You know, I think the last interview I read with Maynard, the last question was, "Why don't you do interviews?" And the answer was, "Because I find that most people on television who conduct interviews to be self-important. They sit there and laugh at their own jokes. They try and be funny and silly. They're trying to be totally irreverent. Either that, or they never let me answer a question and tend to interrupt." And I was like, "Bish, bosh, that's me." <laughs> <laughs> it's good to see you. How you doing? You all right? Are we on? Are we on? Yeah. You're always recording. Always recording. We got okay. Yeah. What do you want to say? The, the magic word of the day? Vagina. Yeah. How was Smith? It was. It was vagina. <laughs> yeah. uh, I heard you guys uh, went on at 8 p.m. Uh, and you didn't have a support act. So how long did you end up playing for? How long was the show? About 30 minutes. <laughs> right. Nice. One song. In my mind. One song. Right. Uh, no, it did. You know, almost two hours. Yeah. An hour and a half. What did you start with? What was the first track on the uh, show? I don't remember. Right? Do you remember? Uh, yeah, Rosetta Stone. Right. Is it changed? Can you, can you, are you altering it on this particular tour? Yeah, we'll switch it around a little bit. Yeah. You've got, I mean, you've a lot of songs that you can choose from now, and uh, and those songs can, you know, you can stretch those out on the night. I know you don't necessarily stick to a particular format each night. So, I mean, when it comes to choosing a set list, I mean, is it, do you, do you, do you rotate as to who gets a crack at doing that, or do you do it as a band? How does it work? Unfortunately, uh, in this first run, because it's been a while, we've been kind of basing it around my throat. Mm. So whatever I can get through for a set, mm. kind of get back into the groove. It's get back um, in shape. Just singing, you know, straight is easy. Screaming all the way through a set is easy, but doing them both yeah. uh, is a real is a real tear up on your throat. Did you guys get a chance to see him? Have you seen him then play the show, Guns N' Roses, on this particular run? I saw the first two songs at the Rock and Rock on Ring. How was it? Ring? It was, it was amazing. The first couple oh, songs were yeah. great, but then it kind of goes... Oh, yeah. It does, right? It's just yeah. goosebumps. Yeah. It's the thought of it, you know what I mean? Did you guys, uh, when you when you formed the band back in the beginning of the 90s and stuff like that, and obviously GNR were at that point just, you know what I mean, an enormous band, and, you know, probably Mares of the Sunset Strip really at that point. I mean, were they a band that you liked back then as well? Because it took me a while. In a weird way, I've liked them more in hindsight than at the time. At the time, I kind of I kind of rebelled against Guns N' Guns Roses because of everything I hated in a weird yeah. way. Do you know what I mean? Did you sort of feel the same way? Looking when the there? album first came out, I re- it was a hard sell on all my friends. Yeah. And I was like... It was it's, sexism. It's, it's the you could describe as when <laughs> friends came up to you and went, "You got to check out the darkness." Uh-huh. And you're going, "Fuck you!" <laughs> no way. I still got kidding, you. right? But that's the same attitude I encountered when I was trying to tell my friends about Guns and Roses. And of course, those same friends, once they embraced the album, just yeah. had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think sure. at that point they were just everybody was so focused on stuff like, you know, Dag Nasty and Minor Threat and 
they just didn't want to have they didn't want to have fun yeah. or something. I don't know. Like music wasn't supposed to be fun. I want to talk about the videos because obviously this is a music channel, and you know it, I, I can sit here and talk about your albums for the next four, four or five days, and probably over the course of your lives we will at some point do that. <laughs> but uh, you know I want to talk about videos, and uh, and and Adam, obviously you know you you direct all the videos and take and take part in all the and do all the imagery that, that surrounds the music. Um, I'm an executive producer. You are. Yes. You are. You get executive producer credit. Yeah, I'm gonna get an executive. You're such a producer. film whore. I love it. All, all I did was show up and bring you a coffee. Can I get an exec producer credit? Right. <laughs> Hollywood stuff. It was a good coffee. <laughs> uh, have you got a particular favorite video of yours? I know it's hard, you know, it's a difficult process to choose something like that, but do you have one that you're really proud of along the way? Of our stuff? Yeah. Um, I, I, I like them all, you know. It, it's, uh, it's a really fun process, and it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a weird process, too, to get to that point where, you know, we're writing the songs, and I mean, it's writing lyrics, and it's, it's all kind of based on a feeling and then and then uh you get to the uh album artwork and you you know produce that off that feeling and then we pick a single and then the single uh you know you try to capture that thing and and something we've always kind of uh played with with ideas of uh like sacred geometry and and taking uh major ideas or taking stuff that's like harmonious in the world you know actions between people or uh the conscious collective or just you know different thinking or physical traits or um uh, repeating patterns in nature and try to uh, uh simplify those ideas down to the simplest um shapes of colors sounds vibrations and then build it back up so it, it's it's basically based on that and um again it's it's what we do the four of us do as a band that just scratched the surface i can't believe that's all we're going to play that i mean there was like a 30 minutes worth of interview there and that's all that's it well now we'll do something with that well you'll see on headbangers ball and we wasted so much time <laughs> that was such a good interview um from uh, 2006. Um, I remember that too. That was that was the 10,000 10, days era, 2006. I, I you know I knew people who didn't like that era, and I'm like, fuck you. I I love that era. I don't really have an era of theirs I dislike. You know, it's with Tool. It's all relative and it's magical and I know some people are rolling their eyes and whatever I like what I like that was of course Zane Lowe you know who is now on App- Apple Music with uh, my uh, one of my I have a lot of mentors George Strombolopoulos though I've talked to him many times and he's been on this show once and um, yeah yeah um, <laughs> I, you know, when it comes to tool, yeah. Oh, I love this. This is Bill Burr. Bill Burr, who sometimes tickles the pickle. <laughs> um, talking about tool and, and Miss Sugar, Miss Sugar. I, I like, I like the heavy shit. You know what I mean. Here we go. And I hate when these ads don't go away. The kids today. I have to tell you, I saw a video that Caroline showed me that Jeremy is a huge fan of his, and he put up this video 
Jeremy that, made a fan. He, this guy that works for me put up a video. Show him the video. And it has like over 100,000 views. What is it? I was talking about the drummer in um, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I just that that uh, that's Metallica, Mashuga, Mashuga. So that song is called Bleed. It's about a, a brain hemorrhage, and I was just talking about. Um, I love that a heavy metal band called themselves Mashuga. For those that don't know, that's yeah. a very Yiddish crazy. crazy. It's crazy in Yiddish, which is yeah. crazy in itself. That takes away the edge of for me <laughs> yeah. of a metal band. But go ahead. So there was just something where it was like it was an. You know, I, I don't know much about drums, but they play like two time signatures against each other, three against four, whatever. Whatever the hell he's playing, he was playing four on top, and underneath he was playing a different time signature with his feet that the band was locked into, but the crowd was locked into what he was doing with his hands. Mm. It was the sickest thing I had ever seen, and it still grooved, and people could still intellectually wrap their head around it because he had that 4 4 pulse on top. Um, and then might as well be talking aviation yeah, then the, then to then me. And because... then the singer was singing in four. It was, it was, it was, it was amazing. I don't and know what was group. this was so cool was I went to that show. Um, Dave Elich, uh, amazing drummer, incredible drum teacher, and uh, he's going, dude, you got to see these guys. You got to see this guy. And uh, Thomas Hockey, I always say his last name wrong, is the drummer. So I went down there, and like every drummer that I loved was at that show. Because it was like watching, like, David Tell comes to town and we all want to go see David Tell. This is the drumming version of it. So they were all there. And um, I remember at one point something crazy happened in a song. And Danny Carey was there from Tool. He's one of my favorite drummers. And he's, like, super tall, right? Right. And something crazy happened where it was, they, I don't know, they lopped up an eighth note here. Something happened. And you thought the whole thing was going to tumble on itself. And they came out on one. And it was amazing. Right as it happened, I was like, what the fuck? And I just happened to look over at him, this giant guy. And I just saw him just go... Fuck! Like that. I was just like, wow, they just blew Danny Carey's mind. That is so cool that I just saw that. I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, of course you don't, Howie Mandel. <laughs> but, yeah, the Tool Tour is in full force. And on my social media, this is the first time I've ever promoted myself on social media because those, you know, only a few people... But those of you who do follow me and give me hell and give me happiness, you can follow me at Dr. Zeus1980 at Instagram. So it's D R Z E U S 1980. Um, and, you know, that of course coincides with the Dr. Zeus film podcast. And I posted a picture of that tool tour that it's coming up. Are you ready, fuckers? Tool is back. They're back. So I want to give a shout out to Mel- Melody, um, part of the uh, LNC, who's also going to see Tool. You know, um, when, when you meet people who love Tool, that's the immediate bond, okay? That and, and my friend James, um, who can, I don't know if he can still do this, Uh but he used to be able to roll a joint and drive at the same time. And I always marveled at that. I felt like I was hanging out with a legend. And I was. I was. Um, so I want to give a shout out to James because he's a big Tool fan. 
And if I had more money, dude, I would fly you out here and just say, come on, let's go see Tool. Let's go see fucking Tool. Let's go to Anaheim. Let's go to San Francisco. Let's go to, you know, wherever. Last, But the last time I saw them was in Fresno. And yeah, you know. I took my friend, and it was good. My friend, though, and I love her to death, but she started to complain about, oh, how come there aren't video screens? And I'm thinking, because this isn't Def Leppard. <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't say that, though. And Author and Punisher opened. Author and Punisher, great one-man band by Tristan, um, what's his name? <laughs> Let me see. I mean, he's got an album coming out. I am a, such a fan of uh, Author and Punisher. The way he kind of does, or not kind of, the way he does his shit. I mean, fuck. It, it's it's along the lines of uh, ministry, but at the same, it's, it's his own thing. You know what I mean? Um, <sighs> yeah. But uh, I want to give a shout out to Author and Punisher. They're not, he's not on on this tour. Um, but yeah, that's the Doctor Zeus Phone Podcast. Oh, Tristan Schoen. That's yeah. That's the he's the lead singer. He's the uh, he has this beautiful thing that he created where he just boom boom it's it's heavy it hits so that's the dr zeus film podcast for tonight it's all about tool motherfuckers unpleasant dreams <laughs>